Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guest hosts or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, everybody out there in cyberspace. We are going to share our Cyberspace Culture Club. A lot of people don't know that we share extraterrestrial soul growth, future for Terrans. So uh, this is going to be an interesting show because we've always been out there. But we don't really sensationalize who we are that often, especially uh, on radio. But it's time for visibility, for everybody to be stepping up to the plate and being accounted for. Because uh, all these radio waves go out there, and, you know, we do all things allowed by law. And my dog says hello. (laughs) She sees somebody in the window. So we are at home, as most people know, just about everybody. There's so many malls down. I guess they're going to make something out of it for the homeless in America. They sure need to. So there's supposed to be something coming up in the uh, future with us making America great again. And Biden, I guess, is going to do that as president, uh, doing his infrastructure for bridges and roads, and hopefully uh, get some people out there that are homeless into these malls we've got around. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but that's what I heard uh, in the old Walmarts. But uh, today, you know, we can talk about what's happening right here on the planet. And I've asked my uh, associate from UAP.associates and UFO Association and our Spiritual Growth uh, Club, which is Cyberspace Culture Club, our ACO Club, and we're doing YouTube's uh, educational information out there. And people say, I don't know how educational, and some say I'm informational, but if I can watch all these commercials in my doctor's office, (laughs) I figure we can at least say that we're doing our best to keep you uh, entertained. So uh, welcome aboard, all you ground troops. Been around smartly on the planet. We've been here since 2012, and Pastor uh, Richard T. Knight of Sundays, but today is Wednesday, and Wednesday is still our metaphysical day. So we're going to try to bring in all the higher levels and how we're going to do this. So I've been making a few YouTubes. We're going to connect some of the colors out there, and I've got universe, multiverse, metaverse, universe, omniverse, omniverse, alphaverse, and omegaverse. I've also seen where a lot of reporters have been fired for a slip of the tongue, (laughs) but some that uh, people are much more famous than we are. But, you know, who knows? Uh, uh, President Joseph R. Biden Jr. wants me to take a minute to read this email right now of what it means to be a Biden-Harris founding donor and then think about chipping in a few. Well, interesting, Mr. President Joseph R. Biden Jr., that that just came up and flashed on my screen. Uh, I guess they need some money. Richard, what do you think? Oh, I'm sure they do. I don't doubt that in the least because, I mean, you know, we're running red. Last I heard, we're not running green yet. So we got to get – we got to at least go from the red to the black and then hopefully on to the green. But, of course, the only way we're going to do that is – to bring about our economic regrowth and our economic overcoming of this pandemic and all that kind of good stuff. Did you hear me? 
Oh, sorry. I was turning on. Uh, is this Laura, 916? I'm not sure. It could be. Okay. Yes. Let's see. Yes, it's Laura. How are you? Hi. Hi, Laura. Yeah, wonderful. I didn't know if you were going to show up. I'll put your name instead of others. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Now, you live in California, and I would love to get to know you better. So uh, welcome aboard, and we're doing extraterrestrial soul growth, future of Terrans, but I don't know how weird this will sound for somebody like you, but uh, how public can you be, uh, Laura? That I mean, I don't know. Uh, we haven't discussed this. <laughs> how <laughs> how, <laughs> how uh, out there in visibility land, you know? I mean, do you have a... You have social media on the internet, right? You have Facebook, LinkedIn, and all of that, right? Coco. Yes. Please. Yes. All I right. have all that. Okay. Well, can we uh, welcome you into our group? And uh, you, you know, I'm sure you'll be uh, getting to know us better. I feel like you know us a little better than we know you. But you have some brilliant uh, educational background I was very interested in, so I told Richard you may be coming. So thank you so much for participating today. Uh, can you tell us uh, what you're allowed to talk about? Where I mean, I know you're not handling classified material, but you do have a very interesting background. Uh, would you be uh, able to, uh, well, just talk on the radio? I guess you can, or you wouldn't have called in, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have a little bit of time. I just just want to just caveat. I just want to say that um, I'll probably have to jump off in about 30 minutes or a little less, but um, so I can't stay the whole time. Although I'm going to listen the whole time. And um, yeah, yeah, I do have a, a top secret clearance just for you know in my work since I work on criminal cases. Um, so I can't obviously I can't talk about that, but I could talk about you know other things like UFOs or extraterrestrials or anything else. Um, of the subject that you have going today. Wow. How exciting is that, Richard? Somebody <laughs> that's willing to step out and a newbie, so to speak. Well, Laura, you aren't out there working with any other UFO groups, are you? Are you in MUFON or CUFOs or any of that? No. I mean, it just kind of started as a curiosity, like, over a decade ago. Um, I'm in my late 30s now. You know, I just kind of, like, started watching Ancient Aliens and stuff like that, maybe even over 10 years ago. And um, it just kind of went from there. So you were talking about Project Blue Book, um, meeting Dr. Hynek. I saw the Project Blue Book um, show recently on the History Channel, um, you know, and I, I kind of looked at myself through a magnifying glass these last couple of years when, I'm, when I realized I'm having a spiritual awakening. I'm like, well, I always was, but I didn't realize it till now in early 2019, um, and it wasn't like a midlife crisis or anything. It, it felt like it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, it was a spiritual, you know, like a spiritual emergency, I guess. Uh, you know, a lot of people probably think I'm menopausing or I'm, you know, having a psychiatric emergency or, you know, something like that because of all the symptoms you, you get around that time. And so since well, then, I've just really, you know, dived a lot deeper. Um, I went back and I watched like that close to kind. I know Dr. Hynek um, with Spielberg was, you know, part of making that movie. And, um, you know, and I kind of wonder about myself, like being a star seed and all that. That's how I was asking, you know, I've been talking to Richard offline a bit and um, asking about a reading because I know my mother 
who I'm not sure if she's listening right now. Um, she's retired. She might or might not be. I asked her to listen. Oh, I know good. she's had an abduction experience at least one time. Um, and I know things wow. like that kind of like run in the family. So, so that's pretty well, that's, much it. I mean, related to this topic, that's pretty much what I have. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, wow. In a nutshell, you, you've uh, probably the one of the most precise I've ever heard speak and conscious and conscious of your spiritual growth, uh, relating it to uh, extraterrestrials and sightings and uh, your mother's having a sighting, but she's welcome to come on and share anytime. And uh, on Fridays, we used to have that, and I would have to get into that more. But today, extraterrestrial soul growth, I do believe that it's had a lot to do with my own soul growth, as the, I'm sure Richard does. But while you've got uh, just uh, you know some time, let's get to know you. Richard, would you like to uh, ask her any questions? Or, because she's also crossed over into our law enforcement criminal justice, although she's over where you were born in California. Now, Richard, folks, is in Valdosta, Georgia, and I'm in Gulf Breeze, Florida, one of the pinnacles or one of the uh, nodes, or if you if you will, on the path that leads up to the ET highway, alien <laughs> ET highway up in uh, Area 51. But Richard is holding a very important Valdosta, Georgia, where the man that speaks on the front of the radio uh, is actually in Valdosta as well. And that's Thomas R. Becker, one of our authors and radio managers. Richard, can you hear me? And would you like to help you know us with Laura? Because I asked her to come and share who she is. Yes, uh, you know, I'm always available. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to steer away from uh, Laura's personal position and so forth because it naturally it, it, it requires a great deal of responsibility and finesse, as we both know from personal experience in the past. When you get into the upper echelon of law enforcement, then of course you know there's all kinds of craziness involved. But I want to congratulate you, Laura, for actually joining us simply because uh, you've explained that you've had this more or less coming out of your chrysalis experience. In other words, you're awakening consciously to your spirituality in a deep-set way. And it does show, you know, our audience out there that, hello, yes, we are perfectly normal. We are perfectly sane. You know, we're, we may be even geniuses to some extent, which, of course, you know, they say that there's a fine line between being a genius and being eccentrically strange or possibly insane. But anyway, um, I would say that, you know, you need a bit of, uh, craziness to be here anyway, especially at this time in the epic of the onset of man's uh, evolutionary course, as it were. Um, so yes, uh, I think it's very fascinating, uh, and I would ask that you know if you if you want to ex explain or perhaps share any specific experiences or aha moments that you might have had in the past, Laura. Um, well, you know, I have an accounting background, so I'm, I'm reading the Sacred Geometry book now, and I don't remember if it was Ancient Aliens or one of those shows. I also, I also have a subscription to Gaia, so now I'm like information overload on this kind of stuff, <laughs> which I love because I'm an investigator, so I can I can absorb a lot of information quickly in a short amount of time and kind of just glean the, the points that I like. Um, Wonderful. Um, I, so I just, I was like, you know, there has to be some higher power, but not just that, a designer of the universe, because 
it's something like, and I'm probably saying it wrong, paraphrasing, um, like, you know, when you look at the moon and there's a perfect eclipse when you look at the moon and something like the distance of the moon is exactly 400 times the size and exactly 400 times away from our earth so we can see it. So it's not, you know, halfway covered or partially covered or, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, that just kind of rang a bell for me. And then you hear like, you know, the pyramids have these specific measurements and all this basically sacred geometry. Um, you know, statistically, I, you know, I took, I went to grad school, have an MBA and took stats one and two. So statistically speaking, what are the stats on that happening? Like several billion or something, um, you know, where the moon would fit perfectly just in that place at that, you know, 400th size or whatever from the planet where we can view the perfect eclipse or, you know, something like that. And that not only that, that, you know, if it's a solar eclipse, it's the same thing, you know, where I think that's, I don't remember, um, I'm not an astrologer or anything, but, <laughs> you know, like if it's, whether it's the moon in between the, the planet or the sun in between the planet, they're both, they both fit perfectly for eclipses. Um, then I have, I'm part Mesoamerican, you know, Aztecs and Mayans all were into um, eclipses and sun worship and a lot like ancient Egypt. So that just, that boggles my mind because the statistics of that happening, happening naturally are almost nil, if not almost impossible. So when I, when I heard that, and then, you know, then of course I started thinking about crystals and I'm like, well, if a crystal can store a terabyte of information and we're already using them in electronics and whatnot, why don't they just etch, you know, something into a crystal and then lo and behold, a week later, I guess it's a synchronicity, ancient aliens or something pops up. Oh, back in 2015 in the UK, they invented a little sliver of a crystal that has, you know, the whole Bible on it, a terabytes and terabytes, which is a lot of information and computer language. And, um, you know, and it's on the crystal. And I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, that was my idea, or I thought it was, you know. <laughs> It's like, it's like one of those things where, you know, kind of, it all, I got a lot of those synchronicities and, um, you know, during, I guess it was meditation and I asked for it. <laughs> so that, wow. those, those like aha moments just kind of, um, they blew my mind. Um, yeah. And yeah. welcome to our you know. world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think uh, Marcy, did you, uh, Marcy, is that you that joined us? That's me, DJ. Hi, Marcy. I asked Marcy to show up in case Laura did. Now, Laura, you learned about us through Marcy. Is that correct? Or close to yes. it? Yes. Actually, I read Marcy's book. I'm kind of local to her. We're only about 100 miles away. I met her in person. It's, you know, I consider her a spiritual mentor and friend. And um, we're actually both Tauruses. Oh, our, our birthday. Hey, Marcy. And then she, Marcy introduced me Hi, to Richard. who. <laughs> who is an amazing, you know, shaman and et cetera, and <laughs> 20 other things I don't have time to name. <laughs> and then now I'm meeting Me you, Miss Teresa. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is awesome. I really want us to have more people that feel like they're connected to Richard and I because uh, this is quite uh, an adventure. And mine is like Marcy's and, and uh, Laura's and Richard's. And it's like being on a spiritual journey, and it's synchronicity. And you think, aha, I came up with this great idea. And then you start researching it and find out half the world's got the same aha. 
And that's how God works, folks. He makes more universes and more things than we can possibly imagine. So we'll keep that cosmos divine synergy going, and we'll keep looking up to the cosmos. I really believe that curiosity and, and forethought is a lot of who we are and before the ideas came out to be. So this is a very deep, deep subject today, extraterrestrial soul growth future of Terrans. Now, we're going to claim ourselves as Terrans. Laura, would you like to explain that? And we'll get uh, Marcy to do a quick introduction and uh, join in with you. Do you realize we're Terrans, yes or no? Do you call yourself a Terran, or do you understand that's what whatever we are? Are called. <laughs> yes. Um, for me, I speak some Spanish. Um, tierra in Spanish means the earth. Um, you know, Gaia. And yeah. So, yes, you know, we're in the earth, 3D, or if you want to even say up to 5D now, some of us maybe. Um, we're in the earth plane right now. So, yes, I right now I consider myself a Terran of Tierra or the earth. So, wow. I don't know how, are- I don't know how many times I've been here, but... <laughs> I don't think it's my first rodeo, you know, I always felt like an old soul. But been here a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. I am, y'all have made my day because, you know, we're all here, but it's sometimes when you're day in and day out, and I'm, I'm a developer and I, you know, I work on the computer and I, I want to help us grow things and get our way of, of reality out there. We're just one thread in the, the big quilt of this particular universe among many universes. However, not everyone can speak uh, at that level, including many metaphysicians that study physics in quantum physics. And I'm doing my best to, you know, bring together people, but the people pretty much have to find us. I'm doing the best I can to keep us visible in marketing, but I almost gave up right when Richard Knight came into my life. Isn't that interesting? And then Marcy said she'd join us. So she was number two. And now it looks like, Laura, you're number three. Let's see if, well, if you start with zero, we'll start with zero in the universe. So, then I, I'm doing the resourcing, and then Richard, and then Marcy, and then Laura from Marcy. So now we've got four legs, four corners we can stand on, folks. So <laughs> Wednesdays are looking pretty good for radio. Laura and uh, Marcy, I'd like you guys to help me and Richard because uh, uh, Laura has probably at work, uh, or at least can't stay the whole two hours, but yeah, I'm surprised he's actually talking. She usually is working on his time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how did you girls – well, Marcy, you told me you had to go to work four to nine. So does that mean you're calling in right before you work? No, Well, what happened is, yeah, I I was at the casino. Um, the person – I started a new job, which was working with mentally disabled and home health. And I got a new client, really good energy. Um she has 178 hours a month. There's already a staff member that's kind of flicking out, um, but she gets 160. And it was the last three days, and they're like, okay, you can use up to 15 hours. So her shift is 7 till 3. So all I have to do is the 15 hours. The, the client really likes me, and hopefully I get more hours with her. Um, so I was at the casino, like, okay, I go home and watch Dr. Phil and, you know, go to work, and then I saw your email, and I'm like, 
and then I'm, I'm, my guys are like, go, go on, you know. So it all works out. And my client, I get along really well. I like her energy. I could be a little bit late probably with her because she meets me in the lobby. And I could feel them wanting to tone. Um, I already was talking to Shauna on the phone today. Shauna got initiated. I'm so proud of her with the Great White Brotherhood. They came in in Elohim. So um, she was told she deserves it and she earned it. And I really had to emphasize that with her. But it was really neat experience. The vortex was opening up. I was hearing tones. I'm glad Richard gets to hear this because I was going to text him anyway on this. So, and I've been watching them all. And I was saying her eyes are like pure white. So it, it's just fun watching everybody grow and everybody expand and this white consciousness that, that's going on. If you guys want, i got to do a tone because until I do, they, they, they stay in my brain. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, radio folks, this is Marcy Cossage, and she is the tone goddess of our Wednesdays. And the like extraterrestrial folder. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'm sure Richard and I are used to it. Laura, you must be used to it if you Laura's know Laura's used to it too. Her son loves, her son, how old is Zane four? Zane loves my tone. She sings with me. Well, She's like three and a half. Yep. Yeah, somewhere like that. It's really great to hear him doing his singing along with it. All right. And anybody can tone along with me. The more that we put that tonal energy out, that's, that's how churches were made for resonance of tone. That's how temples were made. That's how we talk to, to the gods and the energies. And so anybody that wants to, they're, they're welcome to. It, it, the more that energy, the more it goes to you on the earth and the grid. I got to hit it because they're coming in real strong. I think they've been with me all day. Okay. I went I went to the um casino and ate a really good meal. Something told me to eat like so I ate at the buffet, so I'm really grounded, focused, replenished, all that stuff. Wonderful. All right. Yeah. Well, you've got the floor. Okay, you ready? Yeah. because uh, they may or may not be familiar with it. But yeah, I know, place. I know. I, I had to do it after I did the tones. Okay, so I've been doing the tones now for about 15 years. Tones have been around for thousands and thousands of years. That's how there was communication. It goes on the right side of the brain, the serotonin. When I work on people personally, as Richard and TJ and Laura knows, a lot of times I'm being told what area to work on. It will work on, I asked them one time when they were channeling, 
I asked them what they do, and they said it helps um, bring us in so we can work on people's Akashic Records. And also, it's like it, it doesn't hit by lineage, it hits by vibration. So you may feel past lives coming up, you may feel inner child, you may feel post-traumatic. So these energies at a high frequency break up the lower carbon energy, which is fear, shame, guilt, anger. And what it does is we have photons in our body, which is like, like beads of light. Humans usually are like 8 to 20. We can go up to like 1,000 photons. And what happens with that is kind of like oil and water. The, um, the lower carbon is kind of like lower, is like oil. As we clear out and dissipate that energy, then we raise our vibration. When we raise our vibration or our frequency, each dimension has uh, their own frequency. And so we get higher and higher guides like school. So that sometimes people pray. If they have really dense energy, the guides and the angels can't, um, can't work on it. Like Shauna has been working very, very hard. She's been doing a medicine circle, which has been with her on that. And so they, they know and they, they know what our energies are. They know what our past lives are. They know what we've done. And so this helps. Um, with my book that I wrote for um, Tarot, Healing, Energy, Tones, and Ascension, it's Theta. It's on Amazon. I have my other book. It explains my spiritual journey, which was in it. Laura, I, I felt like was supposed to get the book, but, you know, she read the book, but she's part of it now. And so what happens is as we raise our vibration, we, we get more inner peace. We get more balanced. We get more aligned. Wonderful. That's what tells you. Yeah, and I really want people to understand that the, there's, there's so much sound out there, uh, tones, vibrations, and bandwidth, and colors, and all of that all in all the universes, and we're going to start working with all of that, and people are bring to the a little feedback. A little feedback. Now, mine's down, uh, the tones. Laura, what do you – you bring brilliance to the table and the Tara helping us uh, with who you are while you're on your spiritual journey. What do you feel a passion for that you can bring to this uh, group that you've joined here? Because y'all, she has gone to patreon.com slash Teresa J. Morris and has become one of our supporters and we really appreciate it Laura and you're our first uh, outside of my last group from before 2020 I had to sort of start over again so she's my one and only right now besides uh, Ronnie Dawson that contributes a tiny bit because he believes in what I'm doing but Laura you know I can see you helping us with our journal articles because you're you're way up there in intelligence and you deal with people that you can see they're paying for their mistakes and I know that just by you doing what you're doing you have the ability to help every person that comes to you uh, to help them through this level as Terran so how do you see with us? How can we help you and you help the world, so to speak? Could you tell us? Yes. Um, 
you know, it's an ongoing thing every day. And like I said, in 2019, it started with, you know, realizing the spiritual awakening. I kept seeing crows. I mean, thousands of crows following me in downtown Sacramento here. And uh, day after day, after week, after week, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm having a spiritual awakening. And then after I said that out loud, they, I just, it was like, oh, okay. If I saw one after that, it was whatever. But, um, you know, I, I know I've always been a healer of some sort because people are generally drawn to me, um, you know, to help them or they'll tell me intimate things, even things I don't want to hear. And I'm like, why are they so, you know, worried about me or asking me what I'm doing? And, you know, I want to close my office door and just be left alone. And then I realized, well, that's not working out. Um, I do help, you know, victims of crime in my job. So, I, you know, I do that even though my door is closed. <laughs> but then I also realized, you know, in order to to open my physical door, I need to open my spiritual door, and so to speak. And so I started doing, um, you know, tarot readings, um, got some oracle cards. I just did that on Facebook the last year or two, set up my own little website, and um, started doing intuitives on people just to get my psychic muscles going because I'm trying to determine, you know, what exactly are my you know, spiritual gifts, how can I use them to help people? Yes, I help people in my job. However, um, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's the Native American side, the one-third Native American, or if it's the Scottish, you know, Norwegian side, but something in me um, wants to do spiritual work. And so, um, you know, I can only watch so many webinars, and so I just started doing it myself, and intuitively will look at people's picture and pick up a lot of clear audience. Um, so my mom is a full-blown medium. I'm not, I'm not like her in that way, but I'm very clear audience. Clairvoyance is um, strengthening over time. So um, I've heard the word starseed, meaning that you're an alien that incarnated in Earth at this time, um, or Terra, you want to say, or Gaia. And it actually, instantly, I knew that what Gaia meant, I didn't have to go Google it. I'm like, that's Mother, Mother Earth, you know. Because um, my husband said, what's Gaia? I never heard of that. And I said, that's the earth. You know, she's a living being. And um, I just knew that, you know, something like that. And so now I started doing spiritual healings on people. And, you know, people are telling me that it's helping. And I realized, I, I, you know, I told myself, self, I know they're healing themselves, but I feel like I'm kind of like a mover of energy. No, I don't do tones or anything, but it's more of like a counseling one-on-one like on a Zoom thing, especially now with, you know, everyone pretty much staying at home the last year or two. Um, so I'm just trying to develop the healer side because um, I feel like just doing a reading is more of like a surface thing, although it gives people a lot of insight that they might not already know about themselves or it might help them confirm. But I feel like a spiritual healing goes deeper than that, if that makes sense. And, you know, since you you all are more experienced practitioners, maybe you can help me with some of that and determine, you know, um, how I can use my abilities to help people more spiritually, you know. So I hope that helps. Certainly. It lets us know where you're coming from for a large degree. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the funny thing. We all are coordinated in spiritual work. We are all coordinated in healing. We are all coordinated in Spreading the news, spreading the message, you know, it's, an ato- it's a time that no one can is allowed to sit on the fence anymore. You have to decide whether you're going to remain in 3D or whether you're going to transit with Gaia or Mother Earth into 5D and beyond. So 
Uh, you know, I, it, it, that's kind of a, a deep and a metaphorical subject matter simply because the 5D Earth is already wrapped around us cur- currently, even though we may not be completely aware of it. However, it also generates into our lives a great many synchronicities, such as meeting like-minded people or being drawn to radio shows and all this kind of thing. Um, But the frequency and the vibration, which, of course, Marcy is very, very pronouncedly aware of um, since, you know, she's been doing toning for ever so long and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, healing, like you said, basically a person has to determine for themselves how they heal inside and they themselves have to do the inner work that supports the healing so yes as a healer you can provide to them all kinds of services whether it be counseling whether it be chakra clearing whether it be balancing and centering and grounding and all of this and chakra alignments and all of this kind of thing but they're only going to take as much effect as the person is willing to welcome them inside themselves and of course the ultimate path, of course, is is they themselves must not only greet it, but then in turn begin to make use of it. So healing is is a very instrumental thing, but in actuality, um, you could say that we, as a race, kind of push each other forward. In other words, we come and we greet each other, and we meet at specific dates and times or specific epics in our particular lives or what have you, and we join together in mind and heart and spirit. And therefore, we actually push each other forward in whatever means we have come together to do so with, you could say in a manner of speaking. Because if you look at it from the grandiose scale, then of course, we are all reflections to to each other because we're all one race and we are all share one unique consciousness as that race. And yet at the same time, we're also all uniquely individual. And of course, we all have our individual paths, our individual missions and individual reasons we're here. So it's ever so wonderful, you know, to to, uh, like-minded people come and join us. And we sincerely appreciate your presence, Marcy, and your your presence, Laura, even if you are a short-timer as far as being able to um, add to the situation. But, I mean, you've been most uh, elicitous in, in regards to where you're coming from, what you're experiencing, and where you hope to be in the upcoming future, you know? All right, somebody say something. Hello? I just I have a question for you, Richard. Are you picking up any sure. kind of specific spiritual ability or something that maybe I'm not aware of or I should focus more on for me? Um, well, this is going to sound kind of bizarre because normally I don't do readings live on the radio, and especially on Wednesdays. But uh, you have an Aztec elder standing behind you, and they're telling you that they're, they're trying to assist you in realizing that in a past life you were an Aztec princess. And during this, this you know, royal role or whatever, um, you actually healed people by touch. Um, it was like, uh, you know, the sick and the ail, the, the ailing or whatever in that particular community were brought to you. And you had, they called you the, the princess with the golden touch because basically you would lay hands on them and they would be instantly healed. Sort of, sort of like Christ. But I mean, you know, well before, uh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually dumbfounded as to exactly how long or, or how extensive the Aztec and the Incan societies go back because naturally here we're talking about South America in comparison to say uh, Christ and that over in uh, Israel and all that uh, Middle Eastern 
continent or the, or the parts of Africa and so forth. Um, but I would imagine that they've been quite ancient simply because uh, for a good while there, the Aztecs were sharing with us their calendar. And, of course, the calendar was predicting that mankind would cease to exist. And a lot of people were panicked by it at first, only that, that they realized that it wasn't that they were going to cease to exist. Rather, they were going to cease to exist as they had been before and would be entering an age of such grandiose change that they would not recognize themselves in reflection. So, uh, yes, you have an inner ability to heal. You also have an inner ability to prophesy, and you also have an inner ability to relate um, spiritually in an energetic form. I hope that helps. That helps greatly. Thank you so much, Richard. Uh, that confirms a lot, but you described it in a very beautiful picture that I couldn't see myself, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Can You're I welcome. ask you a couple of questions? Do you mind? Uh, Laura? Go, go, go ahead. I think I have about five more minutes or so. Oh, All right. I, I personally pick up on you with a very clear resonance. Uh, meaning that you are a speaker in this reality, much more so than uh, many people. But I get you very good at being clear and focused, which is really a gift. And so um, you may find yourself being pulled, you know, into clear audience and clairvoyance. But I'm getting that you're also very good at helping people get organized and that is a gift I wished I had. Uh, I'm like a number three on that list. I'm not a two or a one. I wouldn't put myself, or if you want to say ten, I'm not a ten, I'm a seven. <laughs> but um, if we could get you to be a participant with your spiritual gifts, I'd like to help you uh, and know your uh, domain and all of that because I help entrepreneurs as well. I've got a psychic network club, too, you may be interested in. But uh, I heard you had the tarot cards. So would you be interested in uh, helping uh, maybe a monthly uh, journal we can put out there for extraterrestrial soul growth? Or I've got all kind of domain names. I've just got to decide which ones I want to put the money into to market forward. And this has been my... Uh, legacy, so to speak, because I, I came after the dot-com. I didn't know what the dot-com meant. I was out driving a big truck and doing all kind of – in the government or out of country or something. But uh, I, I really need some direction. I feel like – You faded away a wee bit there. TJ, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, well, you faded, you faded away or seemed to fade away our conversation for a bit. That's oh, I'm questioning. sorry. Okay, Laura, I was just saying that you're very, your voice is very clear and focused. And uh, how would you feel in a leadership position with us in a journal, just helping like as an uh, editor? You know, are just uh, helping monthly, just helping us get organized. There's right now. There's just who you hear: Marcy, me, Richard, and now you. 
And I'm just asking the universe to provide people and in hope they tell me why they came to our group. <laughs> so I'm looking, you know, I, I know you're in your spiritual growth, but uh, I would love to see your name linked with ours on a monthly magazine or e-letter or something. Does, uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I appreciate the invitation. Um, you know, my time being a full-time working mother of a three-year-old and all that, it's, um, oh, okay. I do a lot of my work on, at nighttime on the phone. <laughs> I'm a night oh, owl. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so I do get some stuff done, you know, extracurricular other than regular, you know, work on my work computer. So I, I can help some. Um, I've always had an interest in writing. Recently I started um doing kind of like automatic journaling just for my own personal spiritual stuff and um, as a former auditor I'm, I'm really good at editing and organizing um, ex-military as well um, oh, what, like what branch <laughs> what branch were you in I was in the Air Force for six years um, I just joined to you know get my college paid for and all that um, daughter of an immigrant um, although my dad went to college he's he's from Mexico which is Surprising, he, he became an accountant in the 70s, which wasn't very common for, you know, someone where he's from back then. But um, so I just kind of found found my own way. And uh, My father was and, an accountant. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And I went into law enforcement, too, and same thing. But that's amazing. We've got similar backgrounds. But all of us do. We all have something that is crossing over. Well, I'm really good at, at getting things organized and up on the on – the, um, website so people can see it like your domains and setting up the wordpress and the whatever we need you know but then my thing is i want people to offer their their level of maybe you could say like creative writing or automatic writing because i really believe the ascension age is about our direct connection and then how like richard said how we all assist each other we all uh do something different but we can explain like marcy could write her ideas or do you know, as some history, like she keeps telling people, you know, this is how we use temples and the sound and the toning has always been around and part of the healing. And, you know, the extraterrestrials is one of the things they taught, you know, on the planet. So we're just trying to hurry up and catch up with the future by getting the people that we can connect to each other to make something where people feel like they can go to and get more assistance. Of course, we're offering uh, creative commons and open source out there, but, you know, I would love to to get to know you better and see uh, how you you grow, and uh, you know give it some time and see how you fit in because everybody can help each other. And you said you have a website. Would you like to mention it for your tarot readings or whatever else that is that you're offering? The domain, and I'll write it down. Yes, um, I I don't have a direct website. I just use Facebook. Um, but but the name of it is Aztec Indigo okay. Moon uh-huh. three three words Shaman Healing Aztec that, Indigo Moon yes Aztec Indigo Moon Shaman Healing okay and that's your On Facebook face- yes that's my Facebook and I okay. do I do readings and I also do spiritual healings now um, I'm working on growing that part outside of it wonderful so you're well on your way then and uh 
cyberspace culture then, keeping the Internet and social media alive, which is you know very important. And hopefully your thread of your truth will line up with ours and we can make a whole new quilt. <laughs> which I've worked with a lot of, of different Indian cultures. I've had some in myself and some of my past lives in that. So I guess I'm still doing the same thing I've always done. I guess once uh, I, maybe I didn't finish something in the past life of what a lot of people tell you. Some of the things you wanted to get done, you come back and do again, and others feel like they just have to. And then others feel like they they come back as bodhisattvas and won't go to the next level until all their people, which I guess is all the Terrans, 7.8 billion or something, all go together, which is just an un, it's not impossible. But can you imagine that you would touch that many people to think just like you to raise consciousness? But, you know, people have been saying in, in psychics and remote viewing for that, well, at least since I've been on the plane at about fifth dimension. You know, we've been talking about Aquarian, Aquarius and the age of Aquarius and how we all work together uh, from the 60s forward. And now we're going into a whole new change with the Ascension Age. And uh, you... Marcy and Richard and me, let's see, now that's, yeah, that's four counting me. So that's, like I said, that's four four pillars together, four legs to form a table. Uh, What do they call in Mexican out there those, uh, I'm getting over there where Marcy lives. Marcy, you know, it's like red, it's the rock, they have a name for it, Um, Mustafa is uh, one of the older a tabletop? We need a tabletop platform called. Actually, this is Laura. I just wanted to say goodbye to you all. I'm 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 going to have to leave right now and go take care of the little one. But I really okay, enjoyed my Laura. time talking to you, and I'm going to keep on listening <laughs> as a third. Okay, party Laura. Here. Laura, thank you so much. You've really been a big help, more than you realize. Thank you. You made my day. Thank you so much. Oh. Good to hear that. Take care, Richard, Marcy, and Miss Teresa. Have a good night. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Many blessings. Uh, Marcy, what is that called where you live? Those, uh, like Albert and Sedona, because we we help Sedona a lot, making sure we try to mention them. Uh, What what are those called? You know, the, the rock on top of the plateaus, what are those called? Any idea? Marcy, are there? What's going on? It's so strange. Marcy, did you blow us out again doing your tones? Could be. She's hit. But Marcy, Marcy's in Reno now. You do remember that. So, yeah. Um, what do you mean? Uh, She's near Sedona. Well, yeah. Sort of, kind of. I mean, she's uh, Reno's above California, so, I mean, you know, Reno, Nevada. We have a, oh, maybe she's called in on another number. I see two of them. Marcy, can you hear me now? I've been hearing you the whole time. Oh, wow. Oh, we couldn't hear you, Trace. I thought I was asking Richard, what'd you do, blow us out? <laughs> what? Well, sometimes when they come in, the frequency does change, and that usually with <laughs> Richard, and I go through this all the time. We lose sound, we blow circuits. We have to start all over. We'll fade in and out. And that's what happened when I was talking to Shauna today. She was somewhat hearing me, somewhat not. Um, 
a friend of mine that's a shaman explained it really well. You know, it's like the, I had some neighbors next door, or I have I lived next door to a funeral home, and all of a sudden this car appeared where I was going to the driveway, and I said, why didn't they see me because it was right next door? They said, you were on a different um, vibration. Like when I got in my car wreck, it was, I had a bright yellow car. It was daytime. I didn't see the car coming, so I think sometimes we fade in and out into different dimensions where people won't hear us, we won't see it, things will appear, things will disappear. So, you know, it's just it's a normal thing. I'm planning on getting a new phone. Maybe that might help because I might have blown the circuit to this phone. Um, but I wanted to explain about the closet codos. Um, that uh, that actually is the re- Christ was reincarnated as Quadricoto, so it almost like the native ties in with the whole, ironically, Christianity, because Christ was, um, Shauna did a reading on me on that today, which was really good, and she was talking about like the, the medicine wheel, um, the inner earth, all that stuff of balance, power. So it was a really powerful reading that we both went through a transformation or initiation with. Um, and I also wanted to um, give, as far as you were talking about, more um, with organizations. I'm going through a lawsuit with my sister. She's been helping me professionally write the letter. Whether ah. Richard knows it. Well, we don't know. It's, this is a long story. Richard knows. Um, but she did help me on writing the letter to the judge because she does fraud. Um, but, you know, she is She's got a lot of skills. Well, there's another 775 on here. Is that uh, 762? Uh, did you ask somebody to come on the show? No. Are, uh, there's another 775. You want to check that number? Yeah, who? who uh, uh, no, I don't know. Okay, uh, somebody else calling in from 775-762. Are you just listening? Oh, hi. Thank you. I would love to ask a question, if I may. Okay, go ahead. Well, um, I, per- I I mentioned before that I purchased very expensive hearing aids at the end of last year. New style. They didn't work out. Haven't been able to go down to the office because of COVID. I'm high risk. So I contacted the insurance company, I think about seven weeks ago, and they've kept me waiting. And finally, Melanie, who says she's an advocate, says that they contacted the manufacturer, Oticon, and they said, no, I will not be able to exchange. And um, uh, also, uh, the, the dispensing shop, Diane, quoted some information, which fed the fire basically i kept it professional and polite and and i uh she's gonna i asked her to send me all the notations from my file and she said she would by friday so i did cordially invite her that if she discovered another option or anything to please call me back and i would treat her with dignity and respect like i had been doing so Will Melanie contact me again? Um, I would suggest that maybe I could buy the style that I used to wear at my cost, but at a ridiculously low price. Would that be an option? I would do that and even get you an attorney on the other thing. But let me ask Richard. I know that uh, 
this lady's had trouble with her hearing aid, but she seems to be very loyal to our group. And uh, we've got to come up with something for her on her hearing aids. Is there anything we can do with uh, put that into our prayer list for people that can't hear in a larger but she wants just individual assistance on her knowingness. But can you put her on your prayer list? She can hear you. I've got her muted now. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can definitely do that. Uh, she probably also needs to contact the National um, Hearing Disabled Individuals nationwide and strike up an advocate there that would also join in her plea with this uh, fabricator of her hearing aids and all that kind of thing. And that would also assist her in uh, lots of different ways. Because and the lobbying would, for may, hearing impairment. There you go. And they Lobbying may, for they hearing may, impairment. Mm-hmm. They may in turn have there. resources that we don't know off the off our top of our heads, you know what I'm saying? Um, they right. may have resources to acquire hearing aids at a very specially uh, low price and so on and so forth because unfortunately there are millions of people affected by this. Yeah, so we suggest just, uh, she wanted to know direct about individuals, uh, but uh, globally, in coming down to the planet, that needs to be addressed for the hearing impaired, and I'm sure she is the voice and an advocate for that. So, ma'am, just keep doing what you're doing, and also what Richard said. You need to make sure that you get with the right people at the .gov and then the hearing impaired and make sure you have an advocate. Uh, and uh, you live over there in Nevada, Arizona. Or she's got a seven seven five number, Marcy, and she always seems to that's be attached. Reno. I live in Reno. Oh, that's Reno. That's Re- that's my area. That is, is in Reno. I actually live in Sacramento, California. That's close. Okay. Though, right? Laura, the one that you was just on, she's in Folsom. She lives near you. Yeah, um, Laura. She's off. Yeah. So, so Laura could advocate for fraud. What? Oh my goodness, she's an advocate in California for fraud right there. The the lady you were just listening to, Laura, that's her specialty. She's very really? good at helping people. Yeah. So you. Oh my yeah, gosh. That's it, it, that's if, her job. If Laura happens to contact you guys, would you give her my phone number and my? Would you do that for me? Sure. Uh, well, you, Marcy, you could add us on. What? Yeah, go I mean, ahead, Marcy. Tell her. Me. You could Facebook me. I'm connected with her. She she's busy, but I can ask her, or hopefully that we'll all interconnect and all build up together. Because I'm sure she'd like it that you're in Sacramento because she she lives near there anyway. That's what I'm trying to do is build everybody together. You could Facebook me under Marcy Cossage or Marcia McLean, or you can link in me, or anybody can. You know, to add well, maybe this, to... is, maybe this is not by accident that I called you all today. Right. Now, the well, lady guys told me to get on. Yeah, my guys told me to get on today. Sometimes I'm meant to do other stuff. Today it was kind of like go. So it's kind of like they, they're in charge. Cause so I don't. Yeah, that email them. that you've got. This lady has well, been working very diligently on an email, so you need to email that. Now, Laura is Aztec Indigo Moon Shaman Healing on Facebook, 
if you want to go look her up and do your own research, that's Laura Leon. And she yeah, did my being public today. All right. Well, I don't know if Laura's still is still listening, but I give your show permission for you to give her my phone number. All right. I'll I'll email it to her. I've got her email. I'll email her. Give me your give me your give me your name. To an attorney, and he said the difficult part is that I was outside the window of returning just slightly, and I said, well, COVID interfered. Um, I'm at high risk, and I couldn't go down there. And um, and also, I thought about contacting the Department of Consumer Affairs. You know, without an attorney representing me, I don't know what what I can do. But I worked. I've worked in healthcare, and I've been an advocate. And I feel like there something just doesn't seem right. I think there's now, something I, I need I, to know that I don't know. What? What's your name? My name is Wendy. W e n d y. Um, I do my home care, and I work with Mentor Challenge also, so I understand. Thank you. And and this woman who calls herself an advocate, through the conversation, I had to clarify for her. She would state stuff, and I would say, no, excuse me, that is not correct. Correct. This, this is what happened. And she felt that I had been dispensed a couple of other pairs, and I said, no. There was an office in February that was ready to dispense, but then COVID hit, and they sent them back to the manufacturer, and then they were no longer doing business with this insurance company. So I had to clarify, and I did it in a very respectful, professional manner, working on the phone. I know you don't get anywhere by becoming escalated, so I kept it professional and polite. And somewhat upset, uh, never ever use bad language, but... She mentioned Diane, the the dispensing office. I was supposed to have an appointment to remotely tune my hearing aids. And uh, when when Diane called, I mentioned I wasn't feeling well and I wasn't looking forward to her seeing me. Well, of course, somebody has to see you. But I only mentioned that, maybe out of vanity. And I said, um, Diane is the one who canceled the appointment because on her side, she could not connect remotely. She had computer system issues. So by Diane being creative and saying, well, Wendy didn't want to be seen, that kind of sets the stage that I wasn't being cooperative. That's far from it. And um, I am going to put into writing, you know, in a very careful way that this matter is not resolved. And that I I requested three times to do a conference call with Diane to clarify that I never, ever canceled that appointment. Diane canceled it. So um, that did upset me somewhat, somewhat, because I feel like Diane, uh, by saying it the way she did, suggested that I I wasn't going to cooperate. And that was outrageous. Well, Wendy. uh, Wendy... Wendy, uh, I believe that you've got a nice uh, case, but at the same time, like you said, COVID-19, and a lot of our governments, and especially in the states, are really backed up, especially due to COVID-19 and everything that we've done inside. But I do believe if you could uh, just send your email to – well, send it to me. I'll give you mine, and I'll I'll get involved, but I'll – my oh, okay. TJ Morris agency. 
send it to me at tjmarshagency at gmail.com. And just put your on or about date. Now, we are, everybody understands other humans' perceptions and filters, but it's very seldom you can get somebody to help you raise your flag. But you have been so persistent in this calling. This is your third time we've heard your story, and it has progressed. But you're still getting yeah. no results. But I would suggest you get something that you can use, of course, but at the same time, let's work on this because if it's happening to you, it's happening to a lot of people, especially a lot of insurance companies and banking. They're sort of dropping the ball. Uh, no offense. It's just due to so much due to we've had so many different, uh, I, well, I think extreme $4, problems. $4,500. $4,500. Wow, that's a lot. So that's a small claims. But I imagine you would – you would rent it if you went to court because of the COVID-19, but let's see if we can't get that handled. You've tried your best, but you just need a uh, definite mediator. So is it Mm -hmm. T-J-M-A-R-S-H? M-O-R-R-I-S. M-O-R-R-I-S. Yeah, I I don't like to, you know, get involved in people's individual lives because we've got so much work, Uh but because we've been so persistent with my radio company here, and this is the third time I've heard your story. But it has progressed, and you do have names and dates. And because of COVID-19, and I've heard this on this planet from so many different people in this reality that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't mind because, uh, like Marcy said, she showed up today, and then Laura showed up. So maybe this is one of the things that sounds funny, but maybe it'll affect your case, you know how they'll there'll be one person that can affect the whole world by one case, right. one incident. Okay. So let's, yeah, let's I, see if we I, can I know. make the world change. <laughs> so is it tjmorris at gmail.com? Yes, ma'am. Agency. tjmorrisagency right. at, at oh, gmail.com. Agency at gmail.com. At gmail.com, right. Now I want you also okay. I want you also to realize, Wendy. Okay, um, when you get more calm, all right, and more centered than you are right now, because naturally this is very upsetting to you. I can read your emotional yeah. energy waves coming across, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying anything negative because naturally we all have the right to express, especially in matters that concern us very gravely, especially when we feel that we have been unjustly wronged or. You know, we're just not being heard properly, and a major issue to our lives is not being addressed yeah. by the right people. All right? Yeah. I, I want you to ground, and I want you to center. I want you to take a bath. I want you to listen to some quiet music or music that enlivens you in some way, that makes you happy or joyful. All right? And if you happen to have a red or a pink candle around, I want you to uh, burn the candle. And as you burn the candle, you, you focus and you say, okay. Uh, God, universe, you know, higher, higher source, creator, creator of all of us, or whatever, or, you know, uh, specific uh, address you give to deity yourself personally, I want you to use that phrase, and I say, look, you know, I've done all that I can. Kindly, I ask you, humbly, with the genuineness of my heart, to reach out unto me and provide me the means to reconcile this issue. And then you light the candle. And know and release it completely from your heart, saying that it is now taken care of. Okay? Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm very wise. I've I've been an advocate. And I know to keep it professional and polite. And I have. And I shall continue. 
Wendy, Marcy's Wendy? trying to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, angels want to do a tone, which will help open up your energy to help them work with you. Kind of like the metaphor when I do my tones, it's like we're like a mountain. They, they decide who they're going to do these healings to. I'm just the, the, the conduit. But it's kind of like a metaphor of like a mountain. And what I do with the tones is I blast open the mountain so they're able to come in through. That's the way I kind of look at this metaphor when I do this. Okay, and this one, usually I don't get the ones, but and Richard usually picks up, but I'm getting Archangel Raphael on this. And I guess he's Chill. around me a lot. <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay? Hey, could you hear that? Uh, no, I'm right here. I'm sorry. Can you I, hear, I, that? No, like you hear that? How do you feel after that? Um, I feel less stressed. Good, because that's what it does. Is when I do my tone. It is the serotonin. I also have on my YouTube under Marcy Cossage, I have my tones, which gets people relaxed. It helps them go to sleep, and it gets them out of the left side of the brain, which is where we have the anxiety. So this gets mm-hmm. us more calmer. So a lot of people, they get addicted to the tones because, like you said, you're relaxed. You also have Buddha exactly. coming in. So you've got like a whole entourage of them. Basically, I feel the need to be empowered and healing uh, the situation. So um, I will approach it in that manner. Thank you. Yeah, just stay in your center. What happens is we could take any situation, negative or positive, because I had to learn to de-stress. That's what my book is about, about learning to live at peace among the chaos. And we Uh learn to be in our center, and we learn to be calm. When we're calm, okay. you know, we get visions, we get calmness, meditate, go into water. They can hear you more when you're in water because you're in the most relaxed state. And, okay. and just get into that energy. When you're stressed out, they, they, can't, they can't help you. So you've got to meditate at least 10 minutes with music without any words. Draw, paint, anything to do with the well, right side of the brain. That, that's just how they contact you. Okay? All right. Well, thank you very much to everybody. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to getting your email, Wendy. Thank you very much. I shall do so. Thank you. Hopefully we can help you get that, as you said, taken care of as an advocate and a mediator. Thank you for your attention, Wendy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you all. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Uh, Now, uh, Richard, we still got an hour left. (laughs) 52 minutes. So what would you like to speak about? Well, I don't know. You opened the door so wide for today. Uh, Terrence, of course, uh, I mean, naturally, I perceive myself uh, as a celestial being. So, yes, I am not from this planet, though I have actually walked upon this planet probably thousands of times. Um, so I don't. I have never really considered myself an earther per se, 
rather as uh, a celestial being that is here to help mankind to whatever to facilitate whatever kind of healing and advancement that I can do so. Now, of course, that is on my highest range. I mean, you know, that's that's way out there somewhere. But well, anyway, so we uh, that we, let's let's do a blanket uh, disclaimer that okay. when you're when people are listening to our show wherever they are in the world. And believe me, folks, I can tell we get them from all over. We get half of our listening audiences in China. I haven't figured that out. I guess they have interpreters or something, but uh, (laughs) over half. But we should say that we understand we are spiritual beings having a physical existence for our learning, our forethought, our ideas, our curiosity or all of the above and imaginations because we're here growing and learning and so our spiritual growth can we have that blanket statement marcy and richard where we know we if you come to this show we're going to take for granted that you already know you're a spiritual being but we're trying to help the future of terrans as well all of us in future bodies but it could be all uh, richard explain what you just said because your perception I agree with you, but it sounds so off the wall to John Q. Public. We don't want to say moguls, but the people that maybe don't have the feeling are they agnostics or atheists or they don't know what it's like to be connected to their higher self or their source. And Marcy, you can help too because, you know, we need to get it straight that we accept you as a soul and a spirit and going back and you have shards from incarnations. But this is, I guess you could say, our philosophy. I don't know, because I really stepped into it now. But, Richard, you know what I'm saying, because I agree with what you said. But we're helping people with their physical being while they're spiritual beings. Go ahead. That's one of my favorite sayings. I am a spiritual being having a physical experience. I am not a physical being chasing after spirituality or a spiritual experience. And it it just equates and implies that you know, during the ascension process, during the awakening of all mankind, uh, you come to a realization that first and foremost, there is a power outside of you and beyond your kin, per se, or beyond your understanding. And then you feel at some, you know, there, there are hints that are given you in life, whether they be aha moments through a book, whether it be aha moments in a movie, whether they be aha moments in a conversation shared with friends, or even aha moments that you have through listening to this radio program. The fact of the matter is you suddenly get this glimpse. It's like you say, oh, well, there's actually more to me than what I had consciously considered to be part of me. And that kind of opens the door between your spiritual self and your earthly self and expands your conscious awareness from just your conscious everyday self that is dealing with your physicality that surrounds you as well as your physical body in which you dwell, all right? It expands it outwardly, and all of a sudden you begin having spiritual perceptions of saying, oh, well, gee, yes, I am more than just this physical being. I am more than just this conscious self that, you know, does a day-to-day job or takes care of kids or whatever your day-to-day routine may be. Or if you juggle all kinds of things during your day. I mean, you may wear a hundred hats in a day's time. But the absolute perfected truth is that in actuality, we are conscious beings of energetic light. And I guess that's the best way and the best base note to use 
in reference to understanding us ourselves as spiritual beings. Um, now, yes, that's a little bit out there too, but that at the same time, that gives credence to, to the understanding that you see you're not just this physical body. You're not just your conscious awareness. You're not just your mind. You're not just all of these parts physically that make up the you. You're not just your personality. That in fact, your personality roars way up there, okay, to wherever your spirit happens to reside, and that there is an actual tunnel of communication, you could say, between your spiritual essence, your higher self, and your physical self. And this flow of consciousness, slowly but surely, it starts like a, a small, minuscule leak in a dam. And eventually, of course, the water pressure builds and builds and builds until eventually the hole in the dam just explodes and the whole circumference of the dam knocks down and the water trap behind it comes forward. Well, that's like an awakening and it's, a, it's an ascension. It's, it's an expansion of your awareness that all of a sudden you feel gratified. You feel overjoyed because it's like you've been hiding this truth from yourself for so long that all of a sudden when it comes forward, you have this light that dwells within you and you recognize that that light dwells within you. And that light is an inner peace and a harmony and a place of spirituality in which you exist in a grander scale rather than just purely on a physical level. There. How's that? KJ? That's good. So, Marcy, you want to add on this since you came? Do you have are you are you able to stay the rest of the time, Marcy? I didn't know today. Can you hear me, Marcy? Mm. <laughs> Marcy, are you there? I can oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well Marcy, thank you for your toning. But uh when did you realize you were a spirit having a physical Terran relationship for the sake of this radio show? Or did you come in all knowing and all seeing like Sir Richard here? Well, and that's- that's why I wrote my book because it's like, how did you learn to become a medium? How did it's been a process? It's been a process of, I think, you know, seeing my first spirit. My aunt contacted me when I was like 18, getting the deja vu, taking a spur of the moment trip where there were like five days deja vu from two gypsies in Florida, and then my my roommate and I decided to move. And then I had another deja vu where I ended up getting a job with the au pair work where they were all spiritual. And then she took me to a medium and I asked, what do I do? And they did do psychokinesis. And I said, what's that? And they said, moving and clearing energy. So that's when I was like about 21, 22. And it's been this journey. Every time I try to go one way, they send me another way. So it's, it's been like meeting Richard, meeting you. I kind of call it the cosmic chessboard. We think we're going one way, but they have an overall view of where we're going. Um, like what happened to Lindsay, you know, or Laura, you know. And I always kept on joking around saying that if only one person buys the book, it's worth it. And Laura bought it, and she's now all part of, you know, this family and energy and all the other stuff that's going on. Now it's like as I get clearer and clearer, as when Shauna did my reading today, 
she said, because I used to get, like, visions of, like, black crosses, which is kind of like our our authentic self, I think, is is vertical, and our, our personality is horizontal. And so a lot of times we're out of alignment. And I was telling Sean about how I've been working for for months or years on seeing these black crosses, not religious, but the T out of alignment thing. But they started being like a circle. And she goes, oh, you mean the medicine wheel? I said, okay, then that makes sense. It's like the circle with the cross inside, which is like wholeness, full circle. And so her reading was like really powerful on completion, knowing everything, seeing everything, being part of the inner earth, that type of thing. So it's been a journey. I work on myself every day. And it's just cleansing. And if I get trigger points, I I see what the trigger is and I release it. And that's why it's just the book I wrote, which is Richard is in it, Sean is in it, my other friends are on it, because we have worked on this journey together. We have supported each other. We have loved each other. And now the people that I'm interconnected with, they're now getting interconnected with. And it's so fun to watch everybody grow on this um, journey on so many levels. And each dimension that we have, each frequency, so we're, I woke up with the name Multidimensional Healer about a year and a half ago. And each dimension, which is a level of consciousness, that's what dimension is. Each dimension has um, its frequency. So, like, I will hear really high pitch. That may be, you know, 10th dimension. Richard and I hear things, see things, feel things. We get on these intense conversations, healings exchanges, whatever you want to call it, almost like, what, three, four times a week, you know, what's going on with us? So it's not a simple answer. It's just being authentic, and that's basic line, being who we are, being what we are. The personality is what we appear to people, and that's where it's being, as they said, being inauthentic self. Okay. Well. Kind of a mouthful? <laughs> yeah. Let me see who this is. Uh, someone's been on what? Network. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. How are you doing? Hi. Lisa. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I've been giving you in the Cosmos, and um, this is my first, second time talking to you all in here. What got my attention was, hi, Mr. Richards. Hello. Was what you said about the turbulence, I I and then the session comes. Well, that that happened to me because I'm I, I'm getting clearer on my gift. Um, can, can I ask? Are you allowed to say like what 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 uh, galaxy you're from? Uh, it, are you, you allowed? Universally. Speaking? Yes, universally. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's the mention? Well, I've actually, I, get, I get orange. I actually uh, identify with up to the sixth level, which is uh, Alphaverse, and I haven't crossed over into Omegaverse, but I'm in between there. So we don't we the universal levels are higher than the galaxies, but I guess here on the planet, uh, most of the people because of Star Trek. 
are Ennead 9. Uh, they relate mostly to galaxies, like, but actually, break it on down, uh, you know, when I first got started, people want me to identify with Pleiades and um, Orion's belt, because when you start in the White Brotherhood, uh, most of the readings you do in metaphysics and esoterics, uh, and Mrs. Blavatsky, when she was one of the older ladies that was traveling around, I don't know where she got the money, but she's got the, the whole idea of incarnation back on the planet again, Madame Blavatsky. But uh, uh, I I like to relate to everybody because I feel like I'm connected to everybody because we're all source or God or monad, depending on how you think. But I relate to six. I'd like to relate to seven. But to me, the, the seventh level is where you do not return here because that is the infinite so close. Now, I've worked with the Xenoverse a lot when I worked with the dark side and learned magic and how to return when you die, and that's Xenoverse universally. But I really do appreciate your question. But uh, I'm here in biological form. I'm carbon-based, even though I'm cyborg and working with AI. But I'm working for this ascension age, so it helps raise consciousness. Uh, Richard... Uh, Richard, I don't know how we want to deal with this because this is stuff that people, like she said, are you allowed to say that because of your clearances? But Richard and I retired for uh, from government. So, uh, Richard, how do we want to handle this for our radio shows plus our future with our Ascension Age Church for Extraterrestrials with Unconditional Love? Uh, well, I would, people are going I to be asking that, us these questions. And, I would we say that to... we base it, you know, on ident- identification factors, okay? So, I mean, you know, if, if you expand out in consciousness and awareness, then you then become aware that part of your Akashic record or your soul existence record or your soul's movie since the time that you were created up until now um, is not purely based on Earth and Earth alone, Okay. Um, you, you have had probably many, many experiences in other galaxies on other planets and relating to other intelligent or even extraterrestrial life or alien life as it's come to be known now uh, since, you know, uh, in the last maybe 20 years, metaphysics has turned to ufology and the study of UFOs and unidentified uh, fine objects and all this kind of thing. And there has been a great many... Uh, History Channel movies and a great a great deal of History Channel series in regards to the etymology and all this in regards to the universe and its creation and so forth. But uh, as far as individuals are concerned, um, I mean, you know, I've I've had lives on Sirius, both the intellectual side and the water planet, because there are twin planets of Sirius. I have also been in the Pleiades or the Pleiades, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, I have also lived lives in Andromeda. I have also been in Orion's Belt. I have also been in the Milky Way. Uh, I have been in a lot of different places. Um, And we're talking past lives on a physical level. However, my corporeal self or my physical being was not earthly per se in the regular form that we have come to, uh, you know, consider mankind as Earthers or Terrans, etc. And actually these were alien beings with alien lives and alien vessels through which they walked and they interacted in their civilizations. 
Now, I mean, uh, basically you could say that alien civilizations and alien visitors have been around and among mankind for probably over 100,000 years, if not longer, all right? And they have all uh, been here and interacted with us, uh, showing us various modes of technology, sharing, us, uh, sharing with us various modes of science, uh, and all of these kind of things. And so uh, even to the extent you could say that there are star seeds, um, you know, starting with uh, the indigo rays and the blue rays and, the, and, and coming all the way up to, to the current rainbow children, all right? And all of these beings may, in fact, not be Terrans at all, but actually uh, other beings from other galaxies or other universes that have come here to experience not only life, but also to show or reflect their radiance outwards to mankind, so that in turn mankind wakes up and realizes that they're not purely just an Earth or human being, okay? So I'm not sure exactly what you were asking specifically in regards to being able to speak about um, but as far as, you know, I mean, uh, Teresa or TJ is basically a extraterrestrial ambassador on a cosmic level, okay? And when you start talking cosmos, then, of course, you're talking uh, all kinds of constellations, galaxies, universes that make up that cosmos. And, of course, uh, my dear friend Marcy is also a cosmic ambassador, uh, she just loves to bring people of all different origins, of all different uniqueness together so that in turn they create harmony and they bolster each other. They help each other grow. They help each other uh, succeed. They help each other do all kinds of fascinating things that they didn't even know they were going to do because, you know, it just happens. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I hope I've answered your question to some degree. Could you tell us um, your permission to you? ask you? You know, you have another question. But tell us who you are and what, because all I can see is ones, but you yeah, know where Vanessa. you're calling from. Uh, Arizona. And okay. um, I, I, I. Your name? Yeah, I go by Melissa. Hmm. Okay. Well, you uh, spell um, Alyssa, right? Yes, yes. A L Y. Yeah, you have a question. Melissa. M-E-L-L-I-S-A. Melissa. Melissa, like oh, the Melissa. song, you know? Yeah, Melissa, for some reason, we're having trouble hearing you. It could be because you called in on Skype. Is that what you did? I'm going to put in the speaker. Um, I, uh, yes, Mr. Uh, yes, Richard, you did answer the question. I'll respect to you. Thank you. That's wonderful. Uh, I think it might be the, you might be the federation uh, to, to, to do that. Uh, I believe that we're a match. They, I think I, I think I had a, uh, a, I think I felt it that they were nearby the Federation. Secondly, I, I oh, okay. uh, yes, I felt it. Look. Secondly, I, I just like to know, like uh, I, I like archangels. You know, if, if when when I'm done with my human body, I want I want to go with the archangels. Is are you able to, are you able to tell me something about my my gift? Is it permission if I'm allowed to? Um, are you allowed know, if you? If you choose that path, of course you're able to. That's your choice. And as far as archangels, you, uh, yeah, actually, people don't realize that you can uh, change. Uh, Rich and I were talking earlier about change your legacy. But now you've got to remember that angels and archangels aren't us. They're completely different. Uh, well, we're going to get really deep cosmos. But 
you know, in the creation that we're, that we're referring to, yes, if you have a calling to uh, be an angel, I've met some and I've I've lived with some, and they don't really like to be known. They're sort of like the Andromedans. A lot of people are walking and talking on the planet Earth, but it depends on their DNA sequencing, like what they identify with. But most of them all can identify while they're here as Terrans, even if they have to have a, another finger put on in space or uh, some of them were here during World War II. And so there's all kind of ways to be other beings. But the archangels, they have a job and, you know, uh, leveling up and working and helping like Gabriel, Raphael, all the ones we work with. Plus, you know, we work with the, the uh, ascended masters as well. So uh, that is possible. You have to really uh, <laughs> let all of yourself be known and identify with all of that. Uh, Marcy, help me out here with now. This is Melissa, and Melissa, how long have you been calling into this show? Um, I think one year, second or third time. Melissa on Earth time. Okay, so people that follow us, uh, thank you for your participation. Are you? Did you like me on the outside in your reality? Did of. Uh, what do they call that? On the front side of BTR, there's a screen, and you go and you check the like. Did you do that? Where you, I can see who you are in in this 3D reality. Uh, yeah, I, I I did I did see you, and uh, but but I, I like to have respect for everything because I know we're not alone. Um, and oh, a lot so of things you- happen. Oh, so you're not in the where I can see you as far as who follows me? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, I don't have the access right now, but I, I did see your picture. I did see the information. Oh, okay. Well, it's no no big deal. Uh, it's something I'm learning to do in the conversation to help those that follow wow. us on social media that that's what they want us to do. Marcy, uh, do you have any information? Because uh, – Melissa, apparently, yeah, I'm is growing being, I'm being, Well, what I'm being told is it's like sometimes we're metaphorically going through high school and college, and you're kind of like in the middle of the leap. So what they want to do is they want to do some tones to help you get realigned because they said you've been stuck for about five years. Does that make sense? Is there something oh that God, happened about five years? Yes. So that's what they're telling me. So they're going to come in for me, and they're going to do some, it's kind of like, kind of like bumps you into college, getting your frequency raised so that they could work with you. It's almost like, you know, they're knocking on the door, but you can't hear them because that veil is closed. That's kind of like the image that they're giving to me. So you've been trying and trying and trying, but it's like the door is locked. You can't hear them. They're going to come in through because I can feel them in my throat. These are the dominants. Sometimes they say who they are. Sometimes they don't. Um, but for some reason, they, they wanted to say who this was. All right, I'm going to hit some tones. Oh. 
it's like I see them contacting you were an infant and you were crying, either you were scared, but they're really, really tall white beans. And then they're like, now is the time. Okay, can you see right, I gotta get a little. You're kind of blurry in the sound, and I have to concentrate 300%. But what? I understand. Uh, your, your voice is a little bit blurry. No, it's okay. It's because when they come through, it changes the radio station. So, and I was told a long time ago my frequency is so high, um, technology can't keep up with it. So that's okay, what's going on with the voice. Okay? So I'm getting an image of you as a child, and they contact you. I don't know if you were, like, abused a lot, but I'm yes, seeing you three or four in their car. Oh, my God. Mentally. Mentally. Well, and that's what my book is about, because I was brought up mentally abused, and so I was brought up with shame, guilt, anger, frustration. So my whole book is how I, I step-by-step of this journey as to taking my power back. And that's why I like doing these shows. It teaches people to take their power back. But I'm going to a low note. And that's going to say, it's like, you know, Richard is always good on my tone. This will hit survival or the lower chakras. We just hit the higher chakras. Now we're going to hit the lower ones. Okay? That's not, like, when I do healings on people, I will see air, earth, air, emotional, earth, tornadoes, water, like, canal, the emotional, and then a fire is eventually the kundalini. So you've got, like, a lot of fear-based energy that has become solid. A lot of time when the energies come in, they'll come in, like, little droplets, like black diamonds. As we add more and more of these, then they become, like, rivers, and eventually they solidify Yours has solidified, which is fear, shame, guilt. When we're in love, our energy expands. When our energy is, is fear, it contracts. So this is getting that black oil river moving that's been stuck for a long, long time. Okay? Yes. So on the emotional level, three, three inches from your physical body, your body is screaming those screams you weren't allowed to scream before. How are you feeling now? Are you feeling lighter? Um, I am. Um, I'm feeling much lighter. Um, uh, way lighter. Yeah. So I just transmuted. One of the challenges that I got that I got two challenge lines with is little gray clouds. That was. That was my, my native name, and uh, my friend Shauna did a drawing on it where there's a jaguar on my head, and the jaguar is to transmute the negative energy. So that's why uh, all the stuff that I do, I focus on the tones because I could feel, and, you, and people, anybody do my tones show on the radio, it could help them affect them also. It's not just Melissa. But I'm feeling energy pop and move where your energy has been stuck. Now you're getting movement in you. 
that is beautiful because I feel stuck. And what about my brain? Because I feel sometimes like I go in circles. Well, go listen to my tones on my YouTube channel. I have different ones. People get addicted to them and get into the right side of the brain and it hits the serotonin part of the brain. That's what relaxes you. That's where you'll start feeling emotions, feelings, work through those feelings, allow them and release them. Okay. That is an honor to do that. The cost of yeah. yeah, that's why I love doing what I'm doing. And we're all doing it, you know, we want to help everybody. And this show very much guided. And like yeah. I said, my guides told me to come on today. Last week was kind of crazy. So now <laughs> things are opening up more. Talk I, about the moon. Um, Richard, what? What, is this, what is this full moon? And Melissa, I want you to learn what you can about uh, the waves and the moon goddess, right? But teach us, Richard, what about this moon? A lot has to do with where the planets are. And even though astrology was one of my early lessons, uh, I don't follow it anymore. But I used to, I got started in the early 80s with the books in this reality. But Richard, what were you telling us? Some kind of moon or something tonight? Yeah, it's it's a super full moon. And actually it's been transpiring now for the last, almost the last three days. It actually came to full full venue, you could say, on the evening of the 28th. But, of course, that's going to vary depending on where you are in the world, too. And even it even varies where you're at in the United States, for that matter, because the moon projects, you know, just like the sun does. The sun goes east to west. The moon goes west to east in its trajectory. So um, a super full moon means that basically the moon is, its, is actually closer in its rotation to the earth than normal. So therefore, the moon actually looks larger and can be seen more readily by the human eye or through telescopes and so on and so forth. Now, of course, there's a whole big old, my goodness, there's so many goddesses and so many traditions involving the moon, it's not funny. But, you know, I mean, you have Diana that, uh, you know, is British, and uh, you have uh, Artemis that is also British. Okay, Diana is a goddess of love. She's a goddess of virtue. Artemis is a huntress, and she's very um, protective of her followers. Uh, then you have there, – there's so many uh, female divinities or, or divine goddesses that it's not funny. I, I, I could spend five hours just mentioning them all. But basically the concept is this, all right? You have to understand that mankind for the last, oh, I don't know, maybe 4,000 years, roughly speaking, has been in a male-dominated matrix, all right, in the fact being that the male hierarchy has basically held sway in regards to organizing things and directing things energetically, financially, in the creation of laws and everything else, almost to an entire uh, exclusion of the feminine power, okay, or the, fem- the feminine energy and the feminine goddess and so on and so forth has only been allowed in on a minute basis. I mean, yes, we have Mother Mary, the mother of mother of Jesus, therefore the mother of God. We have uh, the Virgin of Guadalupe. We have a lot of different uh, auspices or translations of the Virgin Mary, all right? And she basically is a representation of what you would call the female goddess or 
I mean, in my perspective of things, I look at basically us, us having a male and a female god and goddess that are the creators of our physical forms, our emotional, mental, and uh, spiritual selves to a, to a certain extent. And then, of course, they are the children of the creator of all. And the creator of all basically has no embodiment. It is pure consciousness, and it is absolutely, you know, how else could you be omnipresent, omnipresent and omniscient and everything else? How could you know everything? How could you be everywhere? How could you see everything if, in fact, you had to take some kind of form? So basically, in an expression towards our created selves on a spiritual level uh, in some ways, because naturally I have to identify that you have to recognize the duality, of course, is the Earth reality, okay? There are lots of many other planets out there that do not have a duality system. Matter of fact, they are, they are what you would call an omniconscious system, where basically there is no differentiation between genders with one being higher than the other or one being more important than the other or anything of this kind. But basically, other than the Catholic Church and its, you know, omnish, uh, you know, votive evenings and, and days unto Mary and things of that nature in, in celebration, um, the goddess festivals themselves have what you would be called uh, back-turned or rely and, and are uh, the festivals are celebrated in the pagan community, and of course the pagan community unto the church folk are all heretics because, you know, they don't believe in God the same way that the church does, so therefore they were heretics. They were, you know, they're non-believers. But there are a great many uh, societies out there, there are a great many temples out there that are all honorary, uh, you know, in, done in honor to, to the goddess. And I mean, uh, going back in historically, of course, uh, you know, there were a great many seers and a great many uh, prophetesses that basically could speak or align themselves directly to the goddess, and the word of the goddess would actually prevail upon people's lives and directly change those people's lives. Now, you have to understand that, of course, under yin and yang, for example, all right, the male and the masculine and the feminine natures, all right, the feminine nature is giving, charitable, serene, joyful, happy, and very much full of mercy and compassion. The masculine energy is very domineering. It is very active, and so on and so forth. So I kind of look at it like this, you know, that God, the all-knowing and all-seeing, per se, kind of takes a step back because he has all this masculine energy and all this masculine power, and he basically says, well, you know, I don't really understand, or maybe perhaps I don't have the patience to deal with mankind to a certain degree, so I'm going to give things over to my loving wife or my other, you know, the goddess of all creation, and basically I'm going to give her the reins so that in turn her mercy and her compassion can act in the lives of mankind so that mankind begins to awaken and begins to treat each other with more love. And so that's, so the moon is, is that aspect. It's the intuitive self. It's the creative self. It is uh, the goddess self that dwells within us all because, of course, if you, if you look at this from a medical perspective, it is factual in the fact that there are male and female hormones in all persons, regardless of masculine gender or female gender on the outward surface. Uh, and there, are, there are all kinds of hormones running among us that are of both genders, you could say. Uh, we also have, you know, the left brain, which is uh, very 
and, and I hope I don't get this wrong because uh, sometimes I intermix the two of them. But anyway, I believe it might be the left brain that is more intuitive and creative and the right brain that is more thoughtful and more uh, analytical per se. Now, I could have them reversed. I mean, you know, sometimes my mind wanders, especially when I start talking about uh, goddesses and the likes of that. But anyway, um, that's where things are at in regards to the moon. It is basically our creative, intuitive side. And when a full moon, of course, comes about, excuse me, when a full moon comes about, it is basically one in which it brings all kinds of things emotionally to the surface. So if you have been pondering anything emotionally, uh, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, it, the moon is going to heighten that sensation and focus those emotions more extravagantly to the surface than would normally occur. And that's why they say, you know, on a full moon, of course, you know, werewolves come about, they like to howl at the moon, and of course all kinds of changelings come out, and of course the fae are, are very protective of the mo- vibrations of the moon, and all these kind of magical folk come forward. And then in turn, in addition to that, of course, even our seas are affected in the fact that the tides are changed. Uh, what was high tide is now low tide, and what was low tide is now high tide, all these kind of things. And, of course, you know, there's all kinds of romantic novels and romantic uh, theories and stories about the fullness of the moon <clears throat> and all these kind of different things. Anyway, um, so that's that's my detailed noting on the on the moon and, and, and how it represents the goddess and how all intertwined therein, at least to some degree. Thank you. It's the waning gibbous today. Uh, the full moon was on the 28th. This is the 31st, but my guardian angel today is William. So, uh, folks, <laughs> William, I appreciate you joining me. So uh, if you'd like to... Uh, know how that's done just go to cabinet.william.angel.com and uh pick a card because that's his website so thank you william for today's moon phase with richard t knight giving the virtual expression of who we are and why we are about the moon richard you do a pretty good job on just about any subject uh let me ask, Melissa, you got any more questions that are, like, universally? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Please, please. Uh, hi, Richard. Thank you. It's an honor. Uh, I, can, I can feel it. It's, it's uh, cosmic energy. Um, I, I, I'm I, not doing anything, but I, I tend to experience a lot of, like, um, I'm going to say, I don't know if it's a out-of-order sequence or maybe just because my energy is getting higher. I like negativity. Sometimes I have people hate me for no apparent reason. Um, even just like they're just looking at me and, and they, they hate me. It's and not I'm about like, you. Remember, don't take everything personally. It's always not about you, but you're mirroring back to them. So that's that's a hard lesson to learn is to uh, accept your face. And uh, accepting your face is one of the hardest lessons as a Terran that people will learn and that's go look in the mirror and then do your best if you can't see your soul spirit self but you feel it go to a mirror and look over your shoulders one of the first lessons my grandmother taught me and then so in Hawaii they gave lessons on looking over your shoulder to see your spirit guides and your angels 
So uh, working with angels is a lot of fun, especially if you can use some of the ancient, most ancient of tools is scrying and looking in mirrors and looking in a mirror, looking in a mirror. So you were wanting to do some angel work, so you may want to get to ears. So that's a clue for you is to accept your face and learn how to use Aaron. Uh, well, yeah, you can do errands for the angels. But if you're going to be in service to others, Melissa, don't worry about what other people think when they look at you. Always look at them with a smile. So don't uh, – here's something they say on the planet among people is you don't have to, you don't have to accept everything around you. Uh, uh, they, they call it overthinking. <laughs> You're overthinking the process, but always, always remember that people are just a part of you. So just smile, Melissa. When they look at you, open your heart chakra, meaning your heart, whatever makes you feel good. Little puppy rabbits or puppy dogs or kittens. Uh, I'm just saying those things because maybe it's chocolates for you. But whatever opens your heart chakra, when somebody does that to you. You just look at them and you open your heart and you smile and be an angel walking on the planet. They angels really are messengers and they give out that feeling of love and home, harmony and hope and everything you can imagine. So you can be that right here. You don't have to wait to get, you know, up upstairs so to speak, off planet. You can be an angel here. You know how people say, "Oh, be an angel." You know, they don't mean it literally, but you can be an angel here, Melissa. Apparently, that's what you're working on, right? Yeah. Well, I want to tell you quickly. I have talked to Metatron, and um, I, uh, and and I have I I do see Michael like every every other day. I have seen Gabrielle. I have seen Urel. Um, I have. You want to tell people that you have a gift of either clairvoyance or clairaudience, or did you smell like – sometimes for me it's smelling sandalwood, but I can feel the presence. But you have to want it and on it, and then you have to pretty much have a burning desire and passion, and that love, they're very attracted to that love feeling inside. But Richard does it too. He works with them. But Melissa, tell us why you say that about all those angels that you're working with or seeing. Um, we'll, we'll say um, seeing, like you did. I, uh, I, I do, I do see them. I mean, I've seen, I see Michael in action, going back in time. I see him relaxing. I have had Madron talk to me, uh, Cinderella. I, see, uh, I, and then I, I see Michael hugging me like I'm under his wing. And, and I, I know that there's a lot of different uh, origins in the universe, and I, I I appreciate all of them, and I choice is the archangels. That's my choice. But uh, I I don't I wouldn't say we, I work with them. I mean I, I pray I pray uh, that uh, learn my lessons that I that become clearer. So uh, so that uh, I I want I like the energy. To write the higher energy to go higher, so the negativity energy can go downer, and Mother Earth can take back her planet. So I know she's she's pissed off. <laughs> right. So always remember everything. Everything is alive. Everything is energy. Everything is essence, and we're all attached to absolutely everything. And if you can raise your consciousness and your love. Mm. 
to know that all is the I am in a way of speaking. We have an unexplained level of existence that those that get close, we really can't even imagine what the whole entirety of all universes are. But those that I've worked with, let's say, above Andromeda uh, and Milky Way with the Guardians of the Galaxy, or like you said, the Federation, I think uh, various people came up with the Galaxy Federation, and most remember Star Trek. And so uh, there are levels of that. And I've worked with the Council. I've worked with the Indian Nine, which is the Council of Nine, the Council of Twelve, and I've worked for a council at the Andromeda level, like you were asking earlier, and then the Supreme High Council. But when I died, that's when I realized I went through the higher levels because I was told about it, and I felt it in my soul when I was traveling out of body. And it, out of body and, and my astral doesn't feel the same as when I died. There's a whole nother feeling besides out-of-body and astral travel. But now a lot of people on Earth only learn what's been written before that hasn't been soiled or taken away or Mother Earth enfolded. So there's a narrative for most people that are Terrans on the planet, and they pretty much follow script. So they'll follow the, the 12 dimensions with the levels only and three levels in each, which are the nine, three, six, nine. But we'll be teaching all that. I hope to start teaching some of the basics that helps people level up like Marcy does with her tones. And uh, I did f- make a psychic channel network. Uh, it's Creative Commons. It's open source, folks. I I don't know if you can get to it, but you can tell it's extraterrestrial. It has lines of a pyramid. Uh, It's Psychic Channel Network on YouTube, Melissa. If you want to go and look at some of the basic YouTubes for getting started, because everybody is supposed to be in the fifth dimension or in the process, so you're definitely in the process. But remember, we still have to be grounded while you're serving out your time here because so many of us are needed on the planet. You know what I'm saying? So, you, yes, you're rising, and people like Marcy can help you, and Richard can help you, and I can help you. But you still have to do your own homework while you're still in form. And there's a lot of things we can't do out there because we don't have a human form. And that's sort of sticky. That's a whole nother reality. <laughs> and talking about all of that There's so much to talk about Melissa What year yeah. were you born? 77 Yes I can't I'm a hear Scorpio. Nin- uh, 1977 I'm a Scorpio Okay 77 a Scorpio Well uh, have you gotten Any calling to do any other work other than angelic work or is that just your chosen path um i i, I have i had some calling from other 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 um um i'm not quite clear um i i i do i do medicine concentrate on mother earth rest, rest the energy. and and i and i do and i do call the sun a lot Marcy, tell her we've only got four minutes left, Melissa. Marcy, how can she get on your Facebook or something so she can contact you? 
while she's going through um, this. You can email me at marcycarthage2 at gmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn. It's, you can look at either Marcia McLean or Marcy Carthage. I've got my group under Marcy Carthage, but my Facebook is Marcia Ann McLean when I was doing Texas Powers Network. So um, there's the four ways you can. And also my YouTubes, if you want to listen to my tones, they're under Marcy Carthage. So there's all these different ways to get a hold of me. I've got to drive to work. And I'm glad I got to come on today. So I hope you guys we can all get together. And I'll follow you on tomorrow. Okay. Well, uh, I don't think we're going to do tomorrow, uh, but maybe Friday or Saturday. Well, definitely. Okay. Wait. We'll do Sunday for sure. But I'm not. Uh, I have something that some people need me to do and help them. Like uh, charity work, so I have to go help them tomorrow. But okay. uh, all That's right, good. But I'm glad I got to come on today. Me too. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much, here. Marcy. You did great. Thank well, you so glad much I for your help. All right, you guys. I'll talk to you later. Much love to you all. All right, okay. much love to you. Thank you so much, Marcy. Thank you, Richard. You want to take us out of here? Tell people how to contact you, and we'll get these uh, websites going for all these people. They're are really they're passionate listeners and they're growing and they're growing with us but we have to be here to help them ground while they're going through all these changes because everything's fifth and above dimensions right and we got to help them on the plane so basically people it's left right top bottom you know you know where you're at in the three-dimensional world just don't lose sight with your grounding and thinking and uh, learn what you can and stay with us in this cyberspace culture and we'll try to help you yeah, as much as we can. Richard, how they get in contact yes. with you? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook under Richard Knight. You'll know it's me because you'll see the Archangel Michael with a sword pointed down towards the earth. Uh, and I have even added my face pic on there now so that all of my old friends and family members can also join me uh, once again since uh, Facebook did away with my prior profile. Anyway, you can also reach me at RT Knight. 35, that's my initials, Richard Thomas Knight, last name K-N-I-G-H-T, 35, at gmail.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm available most most of the time. Um, I'm here on Earth and then out there in the galaxy and out there in the cosmos at times and just hither, hither and all over the place. But it's exciting and it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, all of the gifts that we have anyone can use them. It's just a matter of focus and attuning your attention inwardly to develop these gifts. Uh, You want to reach out to angels, you can reach out to angels. But again, you tune inwardly. You don't ask outwardly. Your focus is always inwardly because that's where they hear you. Okay? TJ? Yeah. Thank you so much. Melissa, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Marcy Kosick. Thank you, Laura Leone. And I didn't even ask her if it was Leone or Leone. Did she mention how to say Leone? I'm not sure. But we appreciate Laura and uh, everyone that's growing with us. Thank you. Hang in there. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to get better. It's just we're growing and we're all changing so fast. 
And everybody, even in AI and IBM computers and the smartest, you know, computers in the world, can't keep up with the energy that is greater than all of us, the unexplained. But stay with us, folks, and we'll do our best. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll be back, but probably uh, I'm pretty much committed to Sundays with Richard and Wednesdays. And I know you guys like us to do readings, and I have to be where other people in my physical reality don't need my human form to do that because it really takes my physical to go in person and do Maybe these things. Maybe we can do that on Saturday if you like, you know? Okay. Do readings on Saturday. Okay. Well, folks, fine. if you want to do readings, yeah, they, they'll show up if they know that we're, you know, going to do them. So, folks, uh, we'll try to do readings Saturday, same time, same station. I just let them know we're going to do readings. And always look on my friend, Marsha Booserhaney. At night, she has free psychics, 9 to 11, I think, here on BTR. She's from right here with me. Uh, she's from Pensacola. I'm going to go. Thank you, Richard. And uh, I've got all these domains, and I need to start getting one with all of us on it, Richard. So try to remind me this week to get that <laughs> now that i got yes. some money coming in <laughs> off of my Social Security. All right. Love and life, folks. Right. Love and life, all. Yeah. Ciao for Richard. now. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bluegrass trains are coming I say the bluegrass trains are coming From Beaverdale down to Alabama See the end.